0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Welcome to America's Web Radio. This is Ron Bachman, and you're listening to Healthcare Insight. For our regular listeners out there, you know that we've been talking about various forms of health insurance reform. We've been talking about very specific ideas about how to create an affordable health care system, an affordable health insurance system as well. There are lots of things going on, a lot of debates. We've sort of been sidetracked with a lot of the national issues going on with coronavirus, continuing riots in the city over police brutality, riots over anarchists and Marxists that are out there trying to destroy the system that we live in. Well, healthcare is something that's going to continue to be a fight politically, socially, Every way you can think of for the next six months. Well, into the election, all the politics around health insurance and health care are going to be key to the ultimate election as well. Are we going to have a private market system? Or are we going to have a socialist system? It's all part of the same debate going on around how we're going to create a system of self-governance in this country is going to continue to be based upon our constitution or is it going to be some new system, some anarchist, some Marxist belief will give us this wonderful world where everything is free and everything we get is going to come from the government. Well, we've been talking about a free market. We've been talking about something consistent with our history of private free market free enterprise, personal responsibility, choices in life that allow us to improve our family, protect our children, and go on about our life with safety and security. We've been talking about a system that I've identified as personalized health insurance, getting The kind of product and coverage and safety that you need, you are different than anybody else. Your needs are different than most people. You're at different stages of your life and you'll need different amounts of health insurance and health care. So we've laid that foundation in the last couple of weeks. What I want to talk about today is very specifically about you as an individual the two most important areas for health insurance reform are the individual insurance market. So if you're out there and you need to go buy your own policy, you're not getting help from your employer, you're not covered under some government program, you're out there providing for yourself and your family, you may be an entrepreneur, you may be working for a small company that don't offer health insurance, that don't support the premiums for a group health insurance policy in that small company. So you need to go out and buy an individual policy. Let's talk about that today. Let's talk about how you as an individual, and if it's not you, if you got your coverage from someplace else, think about a relative. Think about a neighbor. Think about somebody else who's in a little different situation you are so that you can best understand how this whole system will work to help you eventually as we describe other aspects and other situations for people over the next segments this week and even next week. But let me focus on that individual insurance product because I would subtitle that as easy as one, two, three, four. I think we can all count one, two, three, four. So let's talk about a big idea that will help us all when or if we need it to purchase individual health insurance, guaranteed issue and coverage of preexisting conditions. So here's a summary of what I'll call a big idea. Let's create affordable individual health insurance and it should be guaranteed issue, cover preexisting conditions and in particular and importantly help the sickest among us with the most serious impaired health conditions. Now, if you're old enough, as a member of this audience, if you're old enough, you may remember the old Wendy's hamburger commercial. It famously asked, where's the beef? Well, this chapter, this segment is going to answer that question with regards to individual health insurance. So how would personalized health insurance help you and your family if you need individual insurance? Well, first... I'm going to continue to repeat this phrase over and over again. You are unique with different needs during different changes and times of your life. Second, your family's medical concerns will change from you being married to when you first have children to becoming empty nesters. Most importantly, at all stages of your life, personalized health insurance will cover any and all pre-existing conditions. I know you're anxious to know how these specifics will work. So let's get to the nitty gritty. If you're an individual applying for insurance under personalized health insurance, you are guaranteed acceptance for the policy of your choice in one of four ways. Later in this discussion, I'll explain each of these steps in more detail. But just as a summary, there's four steps. One, two, three, four. Number one you'll be accepted by a participating insurer with a mutually agreed-upon coverage and premium. Most people will fall into this category. Second, you'll be accepted by a participating insurer with a certificate of guaranteed coverage. And I'll explain certificate of guaranteed coverage in, in another sec- section. third, You'll be accepted into a premium subsidized insurance exchange. So you're insurable, but you need some financial support. That's the third category. The fourth category is you'll be accepted into a premium subsidized impaired health support group. These would be the highest of risk. These would be the sickest among us, and they would get the absolute best coverage, best options, best best, best help. And best support that anyone could get from an insurance policy to be able to access the highest quality of health care. So those are the four steps. One, two, three, four. Acceptance by a participating insurer. Acceptance with a certificate of guaranteed coverage. Third, accepted into a premium subsidized insurance exchange. Or fourth, accepted into a premium subsidized impaired health support group. Real simple. Simple as one, two, three, four. And if you just stay with me for a little bit, we'll see how easily it's communicated. The main message here is that no one is mandated to buy insurance against their will. But 100% of Americans will be able to purchase affordable health insurance of their choice. So if you want health insurance, you will get a health insurance policy under one of these four options. I know that's hard to believe, and it's easy to be skeptical, but let's continue on, and you can discover how this will actually work. So let's consider the process of buying an individual insurance policy. Which options applies to you and your family? Consider a neighbor's situation. Now think of somebody with hypertension, congestive heart failure, or paralysis. See if they could get insurance under this approach. Well, I'd love to be able to show you a picture, but let me see if I can paint a picture in words for you. Let's walk through these steps again, these one, two, three, four steps again. Number one, the individual is insurable. You're insurable, and you're accepted by a participating insurer. There's no state subsidies or federal subsidies. You go out in the free market and buy the insurance policy that you need. Number two, You or the person you're thinking about is insurable, but they were rejected by an insurance company when they made application. And you don't know why. You don't think it's fair. You don't think it's appropriate. You think they were just cherry picking and taking only good lives. Well, you can be accepted by that insurance company or another insurance company of your choice with what I will call a certificate of guaranteed coverage. And again, there's no state and there's no federal subsidies involved. The third is that you're insurable, again, and you're in need of some financial support. So you'll be accepted into a premium subsidized insurance exchange, and it it would probably involve federal subsidies, much like Obamacare, and I hate to say that, but that is the process of getting some premium subsidy to individuals who are in financial need be a lot less than what the costs are of Obamacare because we'd be focusing this down to the real needy people. Right now, Obamacare will pay subsidies to people making even over $100,000 a year. We don't need to go that far. Number four, instead of being insurable, you're actually uninsurable. But in that case, you can be accepted into the most valuable part of the personalized health insurance structure And I can't emphasize this enough. You'd be accepted into a subsidized, a premium subsidized, impaired health support coverage. And it would probably have state and federal subsidies. These would be the sickest among us. In the old days, we used to call these high-risk individuals. And we put them into very poor, very poorly designed, very poorly priced high-risk pools. This category of people who have impaired health need the most help need the most support, need the most information, and this is where personalized health insurance turns the old pre-Obamacare health insurance system on its head because now we're going to provide the best possible care to the people who need it the most. So, number one, when an individual makes an application to one or more insurance companies, historical studies actually show that 88 to 89% are issued Mutually acceptable, affordable health insurance. In other words, you get what you want after a health review or, as the insurance companies call, an underwriting process. Number two, personalized health insurance. For anyone rejected by insurance to have their coverage, their application is reviewed by a new organization called the Health Review Authority. And I'll explain that in another section of this program. If the insurance company rejection is overruled by the Health Review Authority for non-financial reasons, the applicant is granted a certificate of guaranteed coverage. That certificate must be honored by a participating insurer. It guarantees affordable insurance with protection for pre-existing conditions, and 8 to 9% of original applicants for insurance will come under this option. Number three, if the Health Review Authority determines that the applicant requires financial assistance they will be referred to a subsidized state insurance exchange, and this option guarantees affordable coverage for those who are healthy but in need of financial support. And number four, if the Health Review Authority determines that the applicant is in- uninsurable, they will be guaranteed affordable health insurance and a subsidized impaired health support plan, and roughly 2 to 3% of the original applicants will get insurance under number four. So personalized health insurance stratifies risks and is designed to meet your specific needs and circumstances. The process assures that regardless of your current health condition and regardless of your financial situation, anyone wanting an individual insurance policy is guaranteed one, even if they are have serious existing conditions or financial needs. That's a lot of information. Let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back next And we're going to talk about how the same process can be applied to small groups and made even easier. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shop.
0: My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com Thank you for listening.
1: Welcome back to America's Web Radio. We're going to continue our discussion of personalized health insurance. I want to talk now about small group insurance. The two biggest areas of concern in any health insurance reform Is around individual policy purchases and small group. Small group, in my definition, is basically any employer group with less than 50 employees. By the time you include family members, you may be 100 people totally insured under a contract for small group. But the definition of small group is under 50 lives and what I call fully insured. And we'll describe fully insured in a little bit for those of you who may not be familiar with that term. But it's basically what every small employer uh, has for coverage. And unfortunately, most of our uninsureds are in the small group marketplace. Most of our pricing concerns are in the small group marketplace. You see, I'll have a separate discussion uh, next on large employers. But let's focus on small employers. And here's the big idea because I would put a subtitle on this small group insurance discussion. I would call it easy as one, two, three. If you listen to the last section for individual health insurance, it was easy as one, two, three, four, because there's a little bit more involved with individual insurance and making sure it's affordable for everybody. Well, in small group insurance, I'm going to explain how it's as easy as one, two, three. So here's the big idea for small group insurance. We can lower small group insurance premiums by at least 15 to 20%. Yes, you heard me right. 15 to 20% by allowing small group members with impaired health issues to access this special impaired health support group of plans both on the application for the group insurance and on its first renewal. I'll get into more details about what that really means. But now, let's consider the situation where you get your health insurance through a small employer plan that is fully insured. Now, Obamacare requirements and state laws regulate both individual policies and small fully insured groups. That's why together individual policies and small groups are in need of the most help because they have the most regulations, they have the most controls, they have the least voice because big companies are already excluded from Obamacare for the most part. They are under separate laws and I'll explain that in a few minutes. So making small group health insurance affordable has been a major challenge for decades It lasted well before Obamacare to figure out how in the world do we make small group health insurance affordable. Before Obamacare, some states tried to mandate small group guaranteed coverage and community ratings, what I would call single risk pool. Now single risk pools are where everybody is lumped together for calculating premiums. It doesn't matter if you're making efforts to stay healthy or not. It doesn't matter if you follow your doctors treatment plans to get better or not. It's a government-mandated, one-size-fits-all approach. It especially raises premiums for young and healthy groups, thinking they're going to pay for the older, unhealthy groups. That falls apart because nobody likes to subsidize somebody else that specifically and that directly in a government program. Now, consider the second major challenge with small groups, guaranteed issue. That may sound good on one level, but what does it mean? It means insurance is issued to every small group, regardless of any health condition of any employee or family member. States that adopted guaranteed issue before Obamacare saw premiums soar, and there were no limits on the premium, so they just went up and, in fact, made it unaffordable for small groups. So actually fewer groups got coverage when that kind of a law was in place, it's meant to provide guaranteed issue. But what's guaranteed issue worth if the premiums are so high that you can't afford them? So that was a failed policy. There were greater numbers of uninsured as premiums rose to those unaffordable levels. Now, Obamacare adopted these same concepts. As failed as they were, Obamacare adopted them. These are market distortions that fail to encourage coverage for all or produce lower premiums. We don't want to continue or go back to those failed approaches. The concepts were laudable to try to get everybody insurance, but without market balancing ideas that are built into personalized health insurance, they were doomed to failure. There's an old saying that the road to hell was paved with good intentions. Well, that's exactly what happened. There were good intentions to try to get people coverage, but when government steps in, it's so ham-handed in dealing with it that it usually fails. So let's talk about guaranteed issue. We must find a new way forward. What guaranteed issue? Well, personalized health insurance is a balanced approach for small groups to get affordable health insurance. Employees and family members suffering from chronic and persistent conditions can be accepted into an impaired health support plan. The remaining group members will have lower affordable premiums. So if you have a serious health conditions, you will get focused care with affordable subsidized premiums. Now, segmenting serious impaired risk from small groups would be a special service designed to meet their unique medical concerns. It would provide extra help, information, and support needed to deal with impaired conditions. The bottom line, everyone, regardless of health, gets affordable, guaranteed health insurance. Now, let's talk more specifically about affordable coverage. Affordable coverage within the small group marketplace. For most employees and family members, small group plans provide coverage much like individual policies. The One major difference is that with group plans, The employer helps to pay the premiums. You don't have that on the individual side, but with group, small group, you do. Employers with small group plans pay 50, 75% of the total cost. In some cases, 100% of the cost. So within a small group, there might be one or more individuals with a serious condition that makes a plan member, an employee, or family member uninsurable. This could affect the insurability of the entire group and or mean higher premiums to others in the group. Personalized health insurance would allow otherwise uninsurable workers and family members to qualify for the same impaired health support plans we previously described for uninsured individuals. Here's how you would get affordable small group insurance with guaranteed coverage. Again, it's going to be one, two, three. One, two, three. Number one, all of the group members are insurable. So all members of the small group plan are accepted by a participating insurer. Mutually agreed upon coverage, mutually agreed upon premiums. There's no state or federal subsidies. A vast, vast majority of small groups are accepted into number one. Let's move to the second option. Everybody's insurable. Initially, the group is rejected. But after review by the Health Review Authority, the entire small group is granted a certificate of guaranteed coverage. Again, there's no state or federal subsidies, but now you have a certificate of guaranteed coverage that can be taken back to the insurance companies and they have to issue you a policy that's affordable. Number three, some within the group are uninsurable. So the Health Review Authority provides uninsurable employees and family members of a small group access to the impaired health support plans. And this is the plan where there would be some additional federal and state subsidies. Keep in mind that the employer would continue to provide the same subsidy to people placed out of their group and into the impaired health support plans. They would provide the same subsidy that they're providing to the rest of their employees in the remaining group. In this system, all small groups wanting to purchase insurance will be able to get insurance. No employer is mandated or required to purchase insurance. However, under personalized health insurance, all employers have an option to purchase affordable small group insurance. Keep in mind, this process is shown from our history of data that this would, by pulling people out, create a 15 to 20% lower premium. Because The people who are sickest have the biggest problems be put into a special group, the impaired health support plans, and they would be given the help and support to stabilize the condition, to recover to the extent they possibly can, and to give them the best help and support during their sickness or accident. So it's easy as one, two, three. Once again, I've sort of used a verbal picture to describe what's going on here. But let me give you another detailed description in the same way I did for individual policies. Number one, an employer with a small group of employees, generally 50 or fewer, wanting fully insured health plan for their employees can apply with limited underwriting to any participating insurer. They may secure mutually agreed upon affordable coverage at discounted, standard, or some small experience rated or increased premium. But there's a mutually agreed upon process there. Number two, if a small group is insurable but is denied or unable to negotiate acceptable coverage at a fair premium, they can submit an appeal to a public-private mediator that I call the Health Review Authority. If the insurance company's final offer is not considered reasonable by the Health Review Authority, the small group would be granted a certificate of guaranteed coverage. That certificate would include coverage for any and all pre-existing conditions. The certificate can be taken to any participating insurer that would be obligated to offer health insurance at their standard rates for a predetermined reasonable added cost not to exceed 10% as determined by the Health Review Authority. Number three, if a member of a small group, an employee or family member, is determined by the Health Review Authority to be truly uninsurable, that individual would be offered options under subsidized impaired health support plans. The remaining group would be offered coverage under a Certificate of guarantee Coverage. This third option is the magic sauce and the unique market-balancing design of personalized health insurance. It allows for personalized services and coverages for otherwise uninsurable workers most in need of immediate care. It allows the segmentation of members, employees or family members of small groups, into premium subsidized impaired health support plans. Personalized health insurance will provide for the needs of the sickest among us and lowers premiums in this small group market by at least 15 to 20%. Now, you can't ask for any more. If you're trying to develop a system that is focusing on making things affordable, let's take the current subsidies a fraction of the current subsidies that are going into Obamacare, and let's focus those on the people who need it the most, people who have some financial need, people who have high costs, high claims, and let's let those subsidized actually be segmented into better coverage than they could ever possibly expect in any other system and allow everybody else outside those special coverages to have the coverages they want at an affordable price. Well, that's small group. Previously, we talked about individual policies. I want to take a break now for commercial. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about large self-insured groups. So we'll be right back.
0: Whether cruising the strip in a '57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a '71
1: Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. We're talking about personalized health insurance today, and we're going through the different segments of coverage that you might have. We've talked about individual health insurance and how personalized health insurance will lower your premiums, give you more choices, whether you're insurable, uninsurable, or in financial need. And we just covered the small group market. small group market is regulated very similarly to the individual market. Obamacare and state regulations dominate the overarching rules, regulations, and laws relative to fully insured plans, which are basically individual and small group plans. So now what we want to do is turn our attention to the large groups, the large self-insured groups. These are generally groups of at least 300 lives or more. And I would subtitle this category Educated Buyers Under ERISA Laws. So here's the big idea for the large self-insured groups. The big idea is insurance reform issues that large self-insured plans face and the changes they would benefit from are very different from small fully insured employers and purchasers of individual health insurance. Dramatically different rules and regulations apply to different parts of the market. There are about 120 million Americans that get coverage through large, self-insured employer-sponsored plans. However, the issues they face and the changes that would benefit large employers are very different from small, fully-insured employers and purchasers of individual health policies. The main reason for the difference is that self-insured plans are regulated under a federal law called ERISA, Employee Retirement Income Security Act. ERISA laws are very different from the more restrictive state and Obamacare laws that regulate small group and individual policies. The major concerns of large employers are related to some of the stifling Obamacare regulatory restrictions placed on them. For example, large employers hire many part-time employees and uh, add others for seasonal needs, Obamacare requires full health insurance for employees working more than 30 hours for more than 120 days. As a result, employers have been forced to artificially limit the hours of many employees and what they can work. They'd like them to work more, but if they do, they have this enormous health care cost that the employer would have to absorb. Obamacare also penalized large self-insured employers that were considered too expensive. So in other words, the plans were just too rich for Obamacare. For example, many unions historically have negotiated more health insurance benefits as being more valuable than salary increases. But if that's the kind of benefit that you want as a union and you're negotiating for it, and your benefits are too rich, Obamacare tax the excess At 40%. This is actually so ridiculous, it's given a special name. It's called the Cadillac tax. And it's so onerous that it has been delayed over and over again. Because no one really wants the Cadillac tax, but it's in law. So it keeps getting delayed by Congress with various pieces of legislation to push it off for a couple more years. Other issues faced by large employers center mostly on healthcare reforms needed rather than health insurance reform. They would include the need for transparency of medical service costs, medical quality standards, and tort reform to minimize the excess costs of defensive medicine. Personalized health insurance would help large employers. It is a foundation for a new health insurance system Small employers and individuals would have the same incentives as large employers to lower utilization and medical costs. So if everyone was working together for a healthier society, a healthier country, everybody was incentivized. Everybody had the same options that large employers have. So that small employers and individuals would be doing the same things, practicing the same good, healthy practices, Following the doctor's orders, taking their medication, getting rewards and incentives for staying healthy, for avoiding accidents. If we did this, then all employers, large and small, groups, individuals, associations, would more effectively work together on common interests to change the insurance and the medical cost barriers to make everything more affordable. Mm -hmm. The thrust of this whole discussion is to help those most in need, and to assure every American access to affordable health coverage. The three issues hurting small groups and individual policies that large employers do not face are things like guaranteed issue, coverage of preexisting conditions, and single risk pools. None of that really applies to the large group market, but they're major issues for the individual and small group market. Here is why employers do not need as much change related to those three issues. First, large self-insured employers are sophisticated buyers. They typically have large human resource departments. HR staff are schooled in healthcare laws and regulations. Staff usually have certifications, college degrees, or other diplomas related to insurance and health care. They also hire outside consultants and brokers to keep up to date on benefit designs Laws, regulations, and other issues. Individuals and in small groups can't do all that. They don't have the time or effort of trying to build a business. But large employers do, so they're very sophisticated buyers. Second, under ERISA, employees and family members are not individually underwritten. So guaranteed issue already exists with large groups. Third, ERISA requires coverage of pre-existing conditions with minimal exclusions for limited periods. Coverage is guaranteed after a 30 to 90 day waiting period. So if you work for a large self-insured company, you get guaranteed insurance, coverage of pre-existing conditions and employer subsidies that are usually a minimum of 50% of the cost of health insurance and that's tax free expenditures on your behalf. Fourth, large self-insured employers are their own risk pool. Remember, self-insured means that the employer is at risk for the claims of their own employees and family members. This means that the only experience that that employer group enters into is their own cost. And their own costs generate the contribution requirements necessary from both the employer and the employee costs that are shared between the employer and the employee. But again, the employer and the self-insured plan is usually paying at least 50% of the cost. And I think the average is something like 75% of the employee's costs and 50% of the family costs. So you might ask, why don't we just use ERISA laws for everybody? Well, ERISA is an unusual law. It was originally passed by Congress to help retirement plans. Later, the Supreme Court decisions expanded the flexibilities of ERISA to self-insured health plans. Now, ERISA cannot easily be used because it requires employers to be self-insured. That means employers must assume the risk of their own claims. If large claims occurred from a single catastrophic health event, from even a single plan member, a small employer could bankrupt itself. In some ways, the intent of Obamacare was to provide ERISA-like protections of guaranteed issue and coverage of pre-existing conditions for all. So that was the intent. And to accomplish that goal, there were too many market distortions and aberrations that were included by politicians and bureaucrats. It just didn't work the way they thought it would. So what have insurers and small fully insured groups done to avoid Obamacare and mimic the benefits and flexibilities of large self-insured groups under ERISA? Well, you'll be amazed. Some small groups are young and healthy. If they can pass a risk segmentation test, a health underwriting, they have the option of using ERISA. You see, they found a loophole in Obamacare. They opted to implement a reinsurance program. Now, cleverly designed reinsurance can limit potential liability from a single claim, even for small groups. Insurers actually are now offering a risk of self-insured health insurance to groups as few as 10 lives. That's unheard of in the past. since only being forced. These new designs found a loophole in Obamacare and are going to self-insured plans to as few as 10 lives. But the problem with this is that while new self-insured products can benefit healthy small groups, they do not help others. Others with older and less healthy employees will see their premiums rise even faster as the healthy groups opt out of Obamacare's single risk pool. And to further complicate the situation, if a small group uses a self insured option and later develops large claims, they may be forced or priced out of the reinsurance program. Then they can re enter Obamacare under Obamacare's guaranteed issue mandate. This only drives up the premiums for all fully insured plans even more. All this proves that politicians trying to artificially control markets will always fail. Only real reforms that use the power of competition and the focus on consumers will succeed. Personalized health insurance has been carefully designed to create a free market solution that will work for everyone and provide affordable insurance for all. Now that's the basic thrust of what I've been laying out here for personalized health insurance. I wanted to start with that. And if you have better ideas, send me that information. Send me those thoughts. Take these thoughts and rework them. But the key is that you have to have a balance in the market if you're actually going to create a free market approach. You're going to have to have something like personalized health insurance. You're going to have to segment the risks. You're going to have to provide the right information and support to the people who really need it the most. If we can work on the sickest among us, as personalized health insurance does, it will make everything affordable for all segments of the population because we have segmented out the least healthy among us and given them the care to stabilize their circumstances. Keep in mind that a diabetic might be taking multiple medications, have terrible health care issues, but they can be stabilized in most cases to avoid having their foot amputated, going blind, being re-hospitalized, asthma, congestive heart failure. All sorts of medical issues can be resolved, stabilized, and help everyone, the sickest among us, to to not have as many health care expenses, to be healthier, and that helps the rest of us have a category of segmentation that we can get the information we want, but also be healthy as well. So that's the basic idea for individual, small group, and large group. Next, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about this Health Review Authority that we've mentioned a few times. So let's take a break, and let's come back and find out what this new entity, the Health Review Authority, is that creates this balancing of power and actually empowers individuals more than they've ever been empowered in a marketplace before. Be right back.
0: Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend That needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Welcome back to America's Web Radio. This is our final session this week. I want to talk about one of the most important concepts, most important ideas presented with personalized health insurance. It's something that levels the playing field. It gives the consumer an empowerment that they've never had before in in the health insurance marketplace. I call this entity the Health Review Authority. It's a public-private partnership. Now, I don't want to take the time to try to develop and describe the governance of this organization. There are people who are far smarter than I am about setting these up. But conceptually, It's a combination of public-private interests. And the big idea here is to create this health review authority that provides for a fair segmentation of risks and the empowerment of consumers initially rejected for health insurance where these people might be uninsurable. And the question is, what do you do with them? Where do they go? How do they get guaranteed issue and coverage of their pre-existing condition if they're uninsurable? Okay, so let's talk details about this health review authority. Let me explain exactly what it is and what it is not. The health review authority will empower you, the consumer. It levels the playing field between you and insurers. It's a free market entity that's never been designed before, but it fills in that gap. It is an alternative to the way Obamacare tried to just mandate everything, regulate everything, and distort the marketplace so that its goals were never really achievable because the structure wasn't right. In personalized health insurance, the Health Review Authority creates that balance. A major part of the personalized health insurance for both the individual and small group is this creation of a health review authority. The health review authority, as I said, is a public private partnership. It's a hassle free alternative to what Obamacare tried to do with the coercive power of the federal government. Obamacare tried to force insurers to accept all applicants with government mandates, with the promise to reimburse insurers for any losses they might have. So you know right away that there was a market distortion when the government has to step in and cover the losses of the insurers. And that's why they bought into Obamacare, because they were going to have their losses covered by the federal government. Now, before Obamacare, when an individual or small group employer applied for insurance, They didn't know if they would be accepted. But personalized health insurance solves that problem. The Health Review Authority will review both individual and small group applicants that have been rejected by participating insurers. Rejected applicants will be segmented by risk to determine who is either insurable or is uninsurable. If the Health Review Authority determines an applicant is insurable, in other words, was inappropriately rejected, that person will be issued a certificate of guaranteed coverage. And I'll explain the details of certificates of guaranteed coverage in a later segment, probably next week. If the person is determined to be uninsurable, they will be given access to a government premium subsidized impaired health support plan. The impaired health support plans will be available for uninsured individuals and uninsured within a small group. A second consideration for financial support will only be considered for individual applications because they are. There is no employer to help subsidize the premium. So without an employer, there needs to be additional financial support for individuals who need insurance but are not employed. Maybe they're just starting up their own business or maybe they're um, self-employed. Whatever the reason is, maybe they're unemployed and they need to have insurance. But their need is some financial support. Special financial support is then not needed for small group members. Employers will continue to subsidize premiums as for other employees, even if members are segmented into an impaired health support plan. So even if we segment them out, the employer is no longer responsible for the claims that might be generated there or the insurer who's actually insuring that small group, but the employer will continue to make uh premium contributions just as they do for all their other employees. So personalized health insurance uses this health review authority to identify and segment impaired health risks for special support. This is not your grandfather's high-risk pool. The language is important. No one wants to be labeled as high-risk, but most want support for their impaired health. By identifying and subsidizing impaired health risks, the premiums for everybody else will be lower by likely 15 to 20%. We're going to pull out those high cost individuals and give them special support to stabilize their condition so their costs would actually be lower. But by removing them anyway, the remaining groups are going to have 15 to 20% lower costs. The Health Review Authority will establish the standards for insurability. In addition, the health review authority will oversee and manage the impaired health support plans. For public administration and oversight, the health review authority will be under the authority of a state department of insurance at the state level, or if we develop this on a national level, it would be under the health and human services department at the federal level. The beauty of this market-based approach is that it is voluntary for consumers and insurers. And I'll explain why it's voluntary for the insurers probably again next week in the next section. Rather than a government mandate, a system of incentives will encourage insurers to participate Uh, You might say the insurer incentive sounds a lot like Obamacare's promise to cover insurers' losses that we just mentioned a few minutes ago and why Obamacare was failing because of that. No, only actual individuals with impaired health issues will be subsidized under personalized health insurance, not insurers. We are not going to cover insurer losses. The incentive for insurers is that if they participate – they will be able to segment impaired health lives into government-subsidized plans. This will allow participating insurers to sell their policies to remaining individuals and small groups at lower premiums. You may be wondering, will the insurers be mandated to use identical selection and underwriting standards so we have some national approach here, which doesn't exist today, didn't exist before Obamacare? Well, the short answer to that is no. Each participating insurer is allowed to set up their own standards for risk selection. An application for health insurance might be acceptable to one company, but not to another one. Now, here's where the beauty of this whole approach can come into play. If those of you trying to think through and develop your own ideas and concepts, I think you'll really enjoy the effect of what we're describing here. So instead of a mandate, insurers will find the Certificate of Guaranteed Coverage is a compelling reason to voluntarily change their individual and small group underwriting standards to accept more applications. I'll get into more details about how all that dynamic occurs, but the bottom line is that if an insurer rejects a lot of applications, they would then subject themselves to accepting a lot of Certificate of Guaranteed coverages. And as a result, they might actually be required to accept lives that are not quite as healthy as the ones they rejected. So they'll start to accept more and more lives to avoid that kind of a dynamic. So I'm going to explain this in much more detail when we get into a discussion of the Certificate of Guaranteed Coverage. But it solves that potential selection difference between insurers and how they underwrite. The Health Review Authority will create a fair market by empowering consumers. Actually, just the presence of the Health Review Authority and the power to issue these certificates of guaranteed coverage will make a difference in how insurers accept health insurance applications. You see, a viable individual or small group private market cannot exist if any insurer abuses the selection process by accepting only young and healthy lives, that was the problem pre Obamacare, especially in the individual marketplace. There was a lot of what's called cherry picking. This was a major problem before Obamacare. That cherry picking cannot be allowed in any system that's structured to replace Obamacare. We can't go back to that kind of potential. So before Obamacare, you and I had no recourse to rejection for our application of insurance. Under personalized health insurance, we are now empowered to get what we want at an affordable premium. So, bottom line is that this new entity, which I know some may have second thoughts about, have concerns about, uh, this is where we had talked before about if you're a no because person, you might think of all sorts of possibilities of why this wouldn't work. But if you're a yes-if person, you'll see how this could be structured. The governance of it can be a proper balance so that you don't have government control over this thing that's driving everybody into uh, the insurance company to get rid of all the losses so there's no no government subsidies. And you don't want to have the the private entities Uh, controlling this so that people are pushed into government-subsidized programs and you get more than that, 2 or 3% that are truly uninsurable. So there has to be a balance here. There has to be a meeting of the minds as to how all this can work together for the overall good, for segmenting people out who really need help, who truly are uninsurable. That can be done with the Health Review Authority. I understand it's a new entity, a new thought, it's a big idea, this creation of a health review authority, but it is the missing link in what most programs are trying to do when they propose a private free market structure. If you're a laissez-faire conservative libertarian, you don't like government entities, Well, the reality is sometimes to create a free market, you need to have some balancing power to give the consumer a voice, to give the consumer a level of competition with the big powers that otherwise would be controlling them. So Health Review Authority is that missing link to make a free market work. I firmly believe that. I hope you've gotten some new ideas this week. I hope you've been given some new thoughts. And we're going to come back and we're going to flush out some of these ideas like Certificate of Guaranteed Coverage, what it means to be a participating insurer. So come back next week and let's continue with this discussion on how we create a true free market for health insurance, affordable health insurance that's consumer-oriented and patient-centric. We'll see you next week. This is Ron Bachman signing off from America's Web Radio, and you've been listening to Healthcare Insight. You're listening to
0: America's Web Radio
1: on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.